the trail ahead, conversations at the intersection of race, environment, history, culture, and the outdoors. We're your hosts, Faith and Addie. We bring on folks from all walks of life to have real, authentic, messy dialogue that can lead to tangible change. This week, we welcome Mauricio Diaz to the podcast. Mauricio, or Mao, is an entrepreneur, runner, community builder, and leader of running adventure experiences at Aire Libre, a company he founded to help people explore the world and themselves through running. We talk about building La Familia, breaking down barriers and bringing vulnerability into group settings, and all that running has brought him in his life. And this episode, I'm joined by my friend and Trail Ahead season two guest, Adam Mary, to co-host the podcast with me as Faith takes some time to welcome baby Yaya June Rose into the world. Adam is a pro trail runner, a coach, an entrepreneur, and a new father himself, and was the first black runner in Western States history to get a golden ticket into the famed trail race, which he raced this past June. Thanks to Adam for joining this fun conversation. We both hope you enjoy Mauricio Diaz with guest co-host Adam Mary on the trail ahead. Mauricio, thank you so much for joining us on the trail ahead and uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's my my pleasure. I mean, I'm a big fan of 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 this podcast of your work, and I'm just honored to to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're huge fans of your work too, so it's very mutual. Um, I wanted to just start by asking if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the audience in whatever way strikes you today and now. Yes, for sure. Um, okay, um, I am Mauricio Diaz, uh, but you can call me Mao. I um I, th- I think I can define myself as just this curious very curious person that has found through my two legs uh the best vehicle to satisfy this curiosity um and and taken that to all a lot of realms of my life to my personal and professional um and and well, I have the fortune to to lead and have co-founded uh, this organism that we call Aire Libre, Aire Libre Running, uh, where we uh, design and te- yeah, experiences and tell stories, um, where we use movement as a vehicle to, to do to do it, to explore, to connect on a, on a deeper level with the land, with yourself, with the people that you do it with. Awesome. Um... Wow, I definitely want to come back to some of the things you said, Mal. But uh, I do, I do want to ask uh, early on here. So when we say playing outside, what does that make you think of, and where do you go? Okay, so that I love that concept because I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm 35, maybe 36, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm what you would, you know, would say, or many people at this age would believe we're grown ups, no? Um, and when I run or I have learned through the you know, past several years that being outside and running is, is sort of similar to, uh, being a kid, kid again, you knowing, going back to those early memories of, of, of you running, uh, you know, barefoot in a garden or, you know, just without any reason, but just playing, you no. Know? Um, so for me, you know, playing, playing is, 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 is a, is, is, is a great part of, 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 of what, you know, makes us, uh, humans. And we somehow just, when we grow up, you know, by, you know, our rules of our society sort of like are instructed that we should not play anymore and we should, you know, focus on be serious and do serious, serious things. But that to me is just nonsense, no? So playing, running, running outdoors and in being in outside spaces is is how you can break those rules and connect back into being a kid again and 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 playing again and 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 connecting with that inner child that we all carry. That's awesome, and that's curious to hear you say that because, like, I saw on your Instagram like a a really cool video of you like running. And, um, like doing some rock climbing, like scrambling with a dog. And like, I'm curious, like, are you able to tap into that, like playfulness every single time you run or, cause I, I, you know, just to be honest, like, I wish I could tap into that more often. 
Uh, but so often I'm just like focused on getting the miles in. So is that something you can like channel every time you run? Today, yes, I would say so. And that's a bit because I I, I sort of stopped racing uh, for some years now. I, I mean, I, I, yes, I have participated in races. I mean, this year I, I ran, for example, the London Marathon and all. But it's not today is not something that I uh, chase um, deliberately. So there, these things are more like, you know, things that come up and, and I do them. Uh, and so my, my sort of, uh, mindset today is more, more of, 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 of playing. No? So I don't, I don't really, ha- I'm not training for anything in particular, but I'm just running to be, you know, f- fit enough so that I can just go out at any point, anywhere, anytime and, and explore and, and have, and, and have fun. No? So pretty much all of my runs are today when I go out to the trails or even when I go out and run in the city are, are, are a way of, of, of having fun. I, and so I have different ways of doing it. No, like sometimes I will just, when I'm running the city, I'll, you know, put on some like a sick rock and roll, uh, playlist. And then without any, direction i'll just start running and where whenever i see something interesting i'll just run to that spot and then from that spot then i'll turn around and see what's interesting and then i'll run to the next and eventually you know after an hour i you know i've been zigzagging and doing you know crazy routes and and that's like in the city and then outdoors well it's just a bit about for me, it's a lot about exploring the the land and the space, and also seeing what's up in this mountain. If I can, you know, follow this river, if I can, you know, connect here to there. Um, so yeah, and and that's 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 why I would say yes. Today, most of the times when I'm out running, I'm it's more that I'm out playing uh, more than training or setting myself up for you know to to do something specific. No. That's super dope, man. Yeah. The last time I feel like I was able to run like that was when I was in Thailand. So somewhere Mm. I'd never been. Um, and I was running between different points in the city, you know, without like having a route, but so often like, um, you know, I'll pre-make a route on Strava. So I get the exact distance. Um, and I feel like it really takes you out of the, of the moment, you know? And so that's, that's such a cool like reminder for me to like go out for some of those runs where you like pick a point on the horizon and just run to it. Like that's really Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, to add, to add up to that, like I, and this, I mean, even when I was more of like, quote unquote, like a serious runner where I would, you know, train to, you know, try to do certain time or certain distance, even, even back then I, I don't, I don't have a watch and I, and even though like, (laughs) you know, I have been given like, uh, watches to 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 measure and to and to keep you know track distance and the whole thing it's been i don't know 10 years that i've been a runner i've never owned or used a watch so i don't you know and people are that run with me sometimes to get stressed i can just look at me like how you know why don't you have a watch <laughs> Dude, i can next really level. i can relate to that actually though too because i think i'm a little bit of the opposite runner than Adam at least that described like I I'm I'm I really feel you Mal on that because I for many years ran without a watch and I've only recently started to do that again and the watch I used to run with was like a really simple Timex that just kept track (laughs) of time for like nutrition purposes of when I should be eating kind of thing but in the past year or two I've gone more towards like a a more souped up watch um you know which I probably again I'm like I don't know why, actually. I was reflecting on that. Like, is that because my friends? Is that because, like, what influence is that? But I love that. And I love the image of you running through the city. And I want to come back to Mexico City as an amazing playground as well, because I want to ask you more about that. But I'm actually curious if we can go back a, a couple of steps and just talk about how you found running, like how that journey was for you and how that came into your life. Um because obviously you have a lot of your life is around running or has running in it. And I was just curious your, your start, your journey into that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, I guess it's a very linear way of how running came and developed in my life. And it all started thanks to my, my dad, you know, my dad, 
is a runner and and when i when i you know when, uh, as i was growing up when i was a kid uh, we would go and support him in you know marathons and and my mother would put me and my sister you know like to draw the the signs of like superhero and all of those things and we would go to the races and cheer and so i was exposed you know from a very early age to to the running to the yeah to the running world no into the running scene and marathons and and half marathons and and whatnot um no that said i didn't really pick up running until much later when I started uh, going to college. You know? uh, when I went to college, I, I studied uh, abroad and I was first in, in this city in the north of, of Mexico called Mo uh, Monterrey, which was a complete new space to me. Um, and then I, I started running there and then mostly first because I wanted to be in shape, nothing more than that. But I really, really got into me really, really fast. And I, I, I just got the kick out of running and I got hooked on it. Uh, and since I was in this new space, in this new place and space, um, uh, I also found very quickly that through running, I could discover a bit more of the place that I, that was new to me. So, you know, I would run you know, around the, my neighborhood and then just to the other neighborhoods. And then I, I, I found like this super interesting uh, way of relating and, and of knowing deeper this new place to me through running. Um, and well, and that then progressed, you know, very, in a very natural way, way where, you know, you, you sign up for a 5k and then you, you it seems like something that you can't do, but you do it and, and, and then you do it again and you do it again and you, you know, you do you do the 10Ks and then a half marathon. And then, you know, what seems that it's, you know, the ultimate goal, which is a marathon. And it seems something like super crazy to do, you know, and you, I ended up doing it. Um, I think my fir first marathon was in Barcelona, uh, I don't know, like 16 years ago or something. Um, and, and then, you know, when you finish your first marathon, it was like, wow, well, I survived. I'm here. I'm standing. <laughs> I have my medal. No, maybe I can do this again and now faster. No? Um, so I got into that, uh, you know, into all of that cycle. And, and then I, I must have ran more marathons um, until, you know, then you find out that there's this, the epic uh, goal or, or the holy grail of the Boston Marathon. And it, you can only run it if you're super fast. No, So... Then I got into that, you know, uh, uh, yeah, into that race, and and then and ended up qualifying, and then ran Boston, and then and then what comes next, no? <laughs> um, and eventually, one day, I mean, parallel to all of this, I had always been someone that loved outdoors, and I used to do a bit of mountaineering and, and rock climbing, uh, and at one point, you know, a friend told me, "Hey, do you know you can combine this?" Two things that you do like you can run in nature not only in cities um and when i did it now i remember the first time i did it it was just this uh, love at first sight and 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 then when you do that you you unlock this new world when when you and you hear that there's bigger distances than a marathon and then you you learn that you can run 100 miles which seems you know out of this world and and then I just got into that now, this new space and and went into the you know ultra marathon world and and kept on doing it to a point where, you know, now uh, everything involved evolved to, to today where now running for me is more uh, much more. Yeah, it's like a spiritual practice. No, it's it's a way for me to feel the most alive, the most joy. Uh, and, 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 and it's, and it's that, no. <laughs> Just, I'm cu super curious. I, I heard you say like, um, that running for you has kind of e evolved into more of a spiritual practice. And so I'm curious, like for you, does like trail racing or racing in general seem like in conflict with the spirituality that you feel running gives you? You, you mean uh, racing? Yeah. Trail racing. No, no, not at all. I actually, one of, there's, there's one experience, um, that I have only, you know, uh, felt this one time and it was during a race. It was a, like a 50 K uh, run in, in this beautiful 
uh, area of Mexico called the Sierra Gorda de Querétaro, like this deserty canyon, you know, landscape. And and during this race, um, I was, you know, I was, I think I was, uh, I I I won I won that race, and at at one point, uh, in the in one of the most epic parts of of it, the, in the single track in a canyon overlooking this river, and the sun was setting, and it was just the perfect perfect place. Um, something I just suddenly felt that something overtook me, no, like this energy, and like entered my body. And I just felt this immediate uh, sensation of complete uh, wholeness, and 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 I felt connected to a bigger, just a bigger, much much bigger thing than me, uh, and and I couldn't do anything but just to shout, cry a little bit, and, and shout and and say you know thank you, thank you, thank you to everything, not like to the sky and to the ground and to. Uh, and that's a sensation that's uh, that has never happened to me, uh, uh, you know, again. And, and, and it's a, it's something that I've been seeking ever since. Uh, and, and it happened through, through, you know, to a race. Uh, and this was just this, this, this incredible and beautiful thing that I got to, to, to live and experience. Um, and it came through that, no. So I don't believe that, that, you know, it's, 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 uh, con- yeah, it's like, at odds so uh not at all no yeah that's a beautiful reflection man and uh yeah i can certainly relate like something about racing kind of breaks you down and makes you or at least for me like um more open to or emotionally vulnerable to feel that kind of connection um mm. yeah thanks for sharing that that's awesome i'm also curious Mao, how spirituality and the spiritual elements of running relate to the work you do with Aire Libre and actually realize that now I want to ask you about Aire Libre as well, because we haven't gone there yet. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, the work you do and, and the business that you started. And then I would love to, of, co- of course, continue to hear about these amazing spiritual elements to running because I feel like both Adam and I, I can feel both of us are just like very eager to hear more because, um, it's very relatable and also very cool to hear you talk about it. Of course. Yeah. Well, uh, I really, really, so the thing with the really, really is that, yeah, I really, really exist not as a planned effort of, of me and my co-founders, like seeing that it was an opportunity to do, you know, something that we could live or create a business or anything, it just happened. It just happened, no. Uh, and it really began. It was something that it built itself uh, organically, step by step, to a point where we saw then that there was now a, an opportunity for us to to you know quit our jobs and then and 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 then pursue pursue this this bigger thing, no. So, but it all began with an adventure, no. It all began with. Uh, with Manuel uh, Morato, uh, nicknamed M, my one of my co-founders, who one day invited me to to join on an adventure uh, in the north of Mexico, in the state of Sonora, which borders Arizona, uh, and he wanted to do an ultra distance. No, he wanted to run um, from first from his hometown Hermosillo to the beach to Valle de Quino. Uh, but when I joined the, the adventure, I told him that. Uh, I would do so if we changed the route because that first one was mostly uh, through uh, a paved you know, highway or well, not highway, but uh, like a road. Um, and then I told him, like, let's do something different. No, I, I would love for us to go uh, and run more in, in, in dirt roads. No? So we traced, opened the maps and traced this new route that uh, ran all along the Sea of Cortez uh, from you know, this four house town called the Semboque, again, to Bahia de Quino. And this is where there's the, the biggest island of all, in all of Mexico is called Isla Tiburon. So it was just, just right there, no? So it was this amazing, amazing las- landscape in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and all of this land uh, territory belongs to a native tribe called the Seri, the Seri people, no? Um, and when we started to, you know, do the research and come up with this new route and, 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 and found out that, you know, that the city were part of this, uh, territory was part of the city. Um, we, we felt that it was, you know, uh, respectful and necessary 
to not just do it, but before doing it, approaching and 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 ask permission to to the city to do it because in the end that was their home that's their home no that's their land uh and so uh, you know similar to you wouldn't just go and go into a random person's house in in the city without asking this is the same no we we had to knock the door first no so we uh through emmanuel's family who had a relationship already with the, with the city we we got in, in contact and, and and sort of set up this meeting and Manuel went and met with, with the elder council of the city um, and told them about the idea that we had um, and their response was just uh, like a, one of the most important pillars and and one of the most important elements of of what came next and what makes Aire Libre no uh, so Manuel stood there told them hey we want to run this blah blah blah. Um, and after the pitch, you know, the city elders told Manuel, guys, you know, we applaud you and we open the doors to our house and, and we welcome you and you have to do this because what you're going to do represents a sacrifice that is going to bring a greater good to our land and to our people. So please come and do it. No? And that response was just a game changer for us because... To that point in our life, and we came from that more of a background of running in, you know, in Boston, in Chicago, in the marathon, uh, more of the road racing scene. For us, running until then was just more about an egocentric activity of how fast, how faster could you be, you know, how how better could you be, um, how longer could you run, and and it was all about you, you, you. How better could you be? And, and here it was like, yeah, hey, you know, we don't really care about what this is going to do to you. This is going to do something bigger for the land and for our people. Um, and that was just, you know, that's when the doors of, of perception really opened up, opened up to us. And we began this longer, you know, trajectory of, of, of researching, you know, what running has meant for our species, for thousands of years no like modern running you know it's 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 just been around for a couple hundred years no but running you know made us a species no and running for tries across the whole world no it has been a ways of celebrating life no it's sir it's sir they do it as ceremonies they they do it as uh, rites of passages celebrations of life so many other things no um and and so, you know, when we got that answer and we got their blessing and this, and what we we're going to do was just now really different from your usual adventure. Um, that's when I told my, my best friend and our other co-founder, Daniel Almazan, and who is a very talented documentary photographer and just a great artist. Uh, and I told him, you got to come and, 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 and document what we're going to do because it's not going to do justice if we do it with our phones and it's going to be, you know, this is, this, there's more to this. So then, you know, we had the team, uh, and, and we executed this, this adventure. And also we, we invited a friend from the U S uh, to, to join, who was going to be in Mexico randomly. And, 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 and he came to this experience, um, and we successfully, you know, did it. Uh, and, and the story that came out of it was just the, quite quite you know, beautiful and, and and different um and that first piece of content and that first piece of that first story was how how Ida Libre was born so in the beginning it was just about you know let's let's try to inspire the most amount of people that we can through the power of storytelling through these adventures so that all of this knowledge that we've just beginning to unlock we can put it out and we can, you know, have more people learn about it and also have more people, you know, be in contact with nature, have more people being physically active and all of these elements that has, you know, has made my life and my uh, other co-founders life just way better. No. Um, and, and, and that's how it began. No. <laughs> uh, then, you know, long story short, it was, you know, a whole first year where we, just did more adventures and and just kept on trying to do this 
you know, mission of inspiring through through storytelling. And we went down and, and seeked other adventures in other interesting parts, you know, of the world where our two legs, you know, could take us. Um, and we we must have done like two other short films and and all and you know the word you know this phrase you might know it no content is king so after a year of putting content we had a good amount of people reaching out to us and 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 just telling hey so how do we join you, you know how how can we be part of what you are doing uh, and we didn't really have an answer uh, until you know we sat down and say hey we should do something about this you know there's now a critical mass is 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 reaching out uh and that's when we decided to do a first experience no uh, and design it in a way that it could be inclusive no for regardless of the level of of runner that you are this could have you could be an amateur or you could be a pro and and come and do this uh and everything that we've been learning through our past adventures you no know, try to put it together and design it into an experience uh and so a year after you know we did uh, our first experience in January of 2017, um, with, uh, it must've been like 12 Canadians from this running crew park, they were running road runners and, and another eight, eight Mexicans. No? And, and that's when our first experience happened. No? Wow. Uh, that is such so a, cool. an amazing story. Yeah. And, uh, I love how you've like began with the local communities and, um, yeah, really like built it from the ground up organically. I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit more about like who usually participates in these adventure experiences um, and how, if at all, like have you seen participants changing over the course of your trips? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's crazy because we, when we began, you know, we, I mean, that, that first year of experiences, it was still just, us doing you know, a couple of pilots, understanding how, you know, what it took to, to, to do, to do them and to do them in a way that, uh, where each time after an experience ended, we had a, a group, a community and a group of people trans deeply touched and transformed. You know? So we, in, in the first experience we did, the one that I told you about, I mean, when we, when we designed it, we knew that it was going to be a guaranteed, super fun time because of the landscapes, the, the food, this was in Oaxaca, in the state of Oaxaca, in the North mountains. So Oaxaca is hands down, you know, my favorite place of, of Mexico, super rich in culture and everything. No? Um, so sharing this with, with people from, from Canada and from, with other Mexicans was just you know, guaranteed fun. But when the experience finished uh, and you had this suspending crossing bridge as, you know, the last little piece of experience where, you know, people were running and then had to cross this bridge. And on the other end, I was there with a bottle of mezcal and I would give them their shots. <laughs> uh, as soon as, as people got it, we had 80% of the group just started to burst into tears and cry out of, you know, happiness. And, and this guy, Maddie, you know, at that point in time he was 37 years old from toronto hugs us and and just shouts you know like guys you know from my 37 years of life these five days out here in the mountains have been the most vivid and i've never felt so free and alive and was crying and hugging us no uh, and this was we were not expecting any of this no we 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 so it was just out of the out of the blue and and of course this was you know when when everything wrapped up and we were like what the hell just happened no we we just intended to take a group of people to run in a forest and and look and and what happened it was just crazy um so that informed you know all of our next pilots and we were always seeking to to achieve you know this same level of transformation uh and fortunately you know we we were very constant um and so after our first year of, of piloting that's when you know we had something uh sort of like a proof of concept uh just sort of say and that's when i quit my job and daniel quit his job uh, and we said like, let's pursue let's pursue this there's something here no? um and and that's when the project we began uh, and we and we from those beginnings uh, we've always 
know, and that's of course, you know, very much informed by our own desires. We wanted to explore the world through running. You know? So we said, let's let's take this project and 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 try to do it globally and explore the mystic lands of all across the world. You know? um, and 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 that's how we you know began uh, developing our our offering, researching, finding the local right allies, and we we started doing things in, in Bolivia, in in Patagonia, in the in the Chilean side, in Peru, and, and in various other places. And parallel, or well, together with that, we were we were also sort of trying to build an audience and 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 putting our project out uh, into a global global audience. But I think in the beginning, with a bigger focus on uh, Mexico, the U.S., and Canada, no, because that's you know where the the places that we most know, we're closest from, um, and. And so that's why, you know, with with our international offering, with this effort, uh, in the beginnings, most of our, you know, participants uh, came from all, from these three countries, no, um, and and well, the the crazy thing here is like we we began as a inter, you know, sort of yes, and an international sort of experienced travel company, but then COVID was there, no, so COVID like the uh, like really, you know, switched and and did some crazy things, but today now that we're sort of back into our original sort of intention, and we we have you know the blessing of having a community still that uh, comes from all over all over the world. I I can say like right now uh, I just came back a week and a half ago from the French Pyrenees. We had our first experience there, and and the group was composed of of. Yeah, I think two French, uh, a German. Uh, we had uh, about seven people from the U.S. Uh, we had two Canadians, uh, two Mexicans, uh, and I think that's that was about it. No. Hey, y'all! Lululemon just announced a new initiative, Further, that celebrates human possibility and demonstrates how far women can go when they're supported with resources and product innovations typically reserved for men. The initiative will culminate in a multi-day ultramarathon that begins on International Women's Day, March 8th, 2024. Further will also include components like a holistic scientific research program addressing the existing sex and gender data gap on endurance performance, new women-first product innovations, community activations, and a give-back program to support young women. Learn more via lululemon.com story run further. Hey listeners, we have exciting news. We're interrupting this episode featuring our guest and my dear friend Mauricio Diaz, the founder of Aire Libre, to announce that we are partnering with Aire Libre to give away a spot on one of their upcoming excursions. What is Aire Libre, you ask? Aire Libre is an organization that designs, curates, and hosts running and hiking experiences all over the world that connect you spiritually to nature outside and to yourself. What I love about Aire Libre is that these experiences are not just about running in the sense of how fast or even how far your feet can take you. The experiences seek to explore a connection with the place you're in, the history, the culture, the trees, the air, all of it. These thoughtfully created experiences are about connecting us with ourselves and like-minded people around us. They're a holistic excursion that combines running, hiking, yoga, mindfulness, and more. Together, we are giving away two spots on their upcoming excursion in Mexico City, which will take place Friday, March 22nd to Monday, March 25th, 2024. For details, check out our Instagram accounts and visit our websites to sign up for our newsletters. We'll be announcing more details via at trailahead underscore podcast and at idelibre.run on Instagram throughout this month. Learn more and get to know Ida Libre on their website. Arelibre.run. That's A-I-R-E-L-I-B-R-E dot R-U-N. And visit us at trailaheadpodcast.com. We'll be sending out more info via email. This will be our very first giveaway, and we can think of no better way to connect our community with another community that we deeply believe in the power of. All through putting one foot in front of the other. Thanks so much to Mal and Arelibre. Don't forget to stay tuned on how to be considered for this opportunity and to learn more about Adelie Brett in this conversation. 
Mao, it's amazing to hear about because it really does seem like I really feel like what sets Aire Libre apart is the way that you welcome so many folks in. And, you know, from, and I know that's like, of course, we talk a lot about on the podcast is like the power of the invitation and feeling welcome here. And I will definitely get into that more. But I'm curious, I think you've also said throughout Instagram posts and on other platforms that we researched a little bit, but I think you've said to the extent, something to the extent of like, my running community is my family. Like it has Mm. given me so much and it has created this true family around me. Can you speak a little bit more to that? I mean, it feels like the participants that you bring on these trips, you know, as evidenced by the the guy who was on a trip for five days and said like, he'd never had anything like this, you know, like these, these experiences lead to such deep connections and bonds. And, but it also feels like you've really created that around you for your whole life. So I just would love to hear more about that family for you. Yeah, well, that's a great, uh, yeah, theme question. Um, yeah, I, I think what is true is that, you know, for the past various 10 years, running has pretty much given uh, and built the, the best things that have ever happened to me, you know. Um, you know, I mean, to begin with, you know, my my partner and fiance, I met, I met her through, through running, you know. Um, my my dog uh, Aire <laughs> came, we found her during one of our experiences and we adopted her and after she followed us like for two days in the, in a national uh, park and she came in, she's the, you know, the cutest, most smartest, just surreal dog, uh, you know, that makes, has made my life you know, super joyful. No, um, all of my, you know, best relationships and friendships in, in like my adulthood have come through through running, you know. And of course, you know, today in a great deal in a great part, my business and my livelihood revolves around it, around it too, you know. So, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I I have everything, you know, to thank uh, this this practice, you know, uh, and. And and we, as you, as I said, no, in the experiences, what since they are designed and 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 they happen to have this super profound effect on 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 our, on our participants, uh, it's it's very it's been it's it's a very yeah it's been we've been very lucky and it's been very fortunate that that immediately you know transforms and and builds a community you know so and we 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 name. Uh, yeah, we named that community La Familia, no? So what in Spanish, it's like the, the, the family, no? Um, uh, because it it it, it on, not only feels like it, but it, 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 it ends up being, no, La Familia. So, you know, I mean, today we, we do, you know, a lot of experiences today and I, 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 I can't, you know, uh, take part in all of them. Uh, but in the, in today, in the, the ones that I do, you know, you you end up meeting and making you know li- lifelong friends, and that you know that you know in many different parts of the world world where you know that they are, you have their their extra room, their couch, their anything, um, and it's just uh, and it's just beautiful. No, it becomes this incredible ex- sort of exchange, a uh, sort of program kind of thing. No. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna put it in a, in a in an example. No, we had an experience uh, like some years ago that happened in the Cooper Canyons where the Tarahumara, the the Raramuri tribe lives, um, and it was our second day. I think uh, we had just arrived, and and it was like a group of about eighteen participants, and most of them as in many of our experiences came alone or at the most with just one other person that they knew, but most of them didn't know each other. Uh, so it was only our second night and the driver uh, came up to me and said like, Hey man, maybe you can explain because I've been asking around and I just don't understand this. Like he comes and says like, how, how do you all know each other? Like, 
and I told him like, what, you know, do you remember when you picked us up at the airport? And when, when we met you, that's, that's the time when we all met, when we all met each other. And he could not believe it because by that second night, the amount, the, the, you know, the, the joy that he could perceive and, and see the information that was being exchanged, the words, the connection was just so deep that for only from his eyes, we must have had been, you know, like a family or friends that have been you know, long life friends, but we had just known each other for 20, no, 28 hours or something. Um, and, and so that's, you know, what happens, you know, we, we, that's what La Familia represents and, 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 and yeah, it's, 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 it's one of the most beautiful things that this project uh, creates, no? Well, I'm, Mal, I'm super curious, like that is amazing. And you've done a lot of these trips. Like, do you know, like, what, what do you think it is that creates such a, such a deep bond so quickly? Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Cause I think I don't, I don't know if today I know if I have the whole the answer, but I know the I know some of the elements that, that, that help, you know, um, one thing is doing tackling some sort of challenge together. So going out to either run or hike as a group and not as in a race. So so when when we begin a, a run or a route in Aire Libre, we 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 really you know put it out and 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 and, and sort of double down on this message that. These spaces, these spaces that we create, are not races, are not challenges, are not. They're amazing, you know. There, are, are really good spaces to do that, but this is not it. No? That in that space, and when we're when we are going to move, we're going to move as a unit and as a family, and we're going to be taking care of all of each other. And and so when one, there's nothing like a, a, a you know a first place and a last place. We finish, we begin, and we all finish together. You know. Um, and so going through from point A to B and, and back and having, you know, a, you know, because I mean, in the, in the end, it, it, you know, I mean, it, it also, it, I mean, they're not the most craziest, difficult challenges because we, we, we open this to any, to everyone and to anyone, but yes, you do, you do put in some effort, no? And so going through that effort and going through that challenge and through that pain together is, is one of the key elements that, you know, it's a super glue. That's one thing. Uh, the other is that we create this, a safe space uh, for everyone in, in the group to be themselves and, and to, and to, and to, and to share the word. You know? So we, when we have, you know, especially during dinners and uh, dinner time, we all sit at this, we all sit together in a big, big tables and we go around uh, and everybody's given, you know, the opportunity to, to, to share their word, emotions, reflections about everything that you know, they've been, you know, lived through the day or have been carrying around and, and just, so that other element is 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 also you know super super effect no, uh, being out in nature you know and sharing nature with others is it's tribal no it's again you know we we are still a species that you know we evolved and our home is is nature and we we we're tribes no so being together with a pack of people in nature you know, sort of brings us back to this, you know, more of a tribal sort of, you know, set mindset, no? Um, so a bit of all of these components, you know, stirred up with a bit of salsa and, and a lot of love is what makes it happen, no? I love that. I'm just smiling over here as you describe that image because I can really see it so visually. All of your storytelling is really great and makes me just want to sign up for a trip immediately, honestly. Um, Same. I, I think, yeah, I know, I can tell both Adam and I are like, oh, let's go on the next one. Um, Mal, Faith and I talk a lot and have talked with Adam, and I know I'm wondering if this has come into conversations for you too, um, about 
the power of the invitation. And this goes off of what you were just talking about, either seeing yourself represented outside, seeing someone that looks like you, or just feeling welcome. You know, the power of saying you are welcome here, like to quote this land, to quote faith from this land, which I always love is, you know, you as you looking like you, you are welcome here. And this place is for you. And I think we closed the film actually on that quote. And it's just always stuck with me every time I go outside because it's not, I mean, I've said this on many episodes. I know you're a listener, like for years, I took for granted that I would join a group run or pull up to a trailhead or, you know, sit down at one of those dinners that you were just talking about and see people that looked like me, you know, see, see other like a bunch of other white folks, frankly, and, you know, maybe not as many women or whatever, but it was like that never, I'm honest about it. It's so, so not something I'm proud of, but it's, it's something that I did not really internalize until these conversations with faith started. And I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like what that means to you, the idea of like, what does that invitation look like? How does Aire Libre like, continue that cause or like welcome, you know, open the aperture, open up that welcome space, because it's clear, as you said, like creating a safe space is absolutely part of it. Um, but I was just curious about, about your thoughts on that. Like, what does that mean? Like you are welcome here. You know, what does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when we began the, the project and more when we began the experiences, and, you know, our idea was that this, this was something that should be, uh, and should be designed in a way that anyone could, uh, regardless of their, uh, you know, experience of their, or, or, or where they came, come from or, or of their, you know, physical ability or capacity, um, that anyone could enjoy this, no? Um, and so both on on a mindset and on a technical way and the experiences that we've done always you know sort of are we we, we build them so that this 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 can happen no um because it's super super important it, it, it just makes an experience a thousand times more enriching and and more you know just much better if we have you know, a diverse group. Um, now, our project has this, um, this I think, particular challenge. I mean, there, there's many facets and, and, and layers to this, no? But one of the one of the things that add the most value to what we do is to integrate our the the local, you know, heroes and. Of, of 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 the places that we visit no um and and because you know that way it's it's when you know we we go to for example to to oaxaca and and in the communities in the northern mountains you know, we'll we'll collaborate and we'll have guides and and people from the towns join our experiences as you know our as our as our sort of guides and to their town to their land and towns and we we include them in a way where precisely they're they're not it's not it's not like we're just hiring a service and they're you know doing and and it feels like they're separate from 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 the participants that are coming but we we integrate it and 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 we you know make them I don't know the the heroes of the experiences because that that also you know makes 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 it much 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 more much more richer and much more valuable and makes the big big differentiation differentiation of of you going uh, and exploring a place uh, as with the eyes from a from you know from afar uh, or really integrating and 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 being led you know hand with a hand of, of a guide, uh, uh, of a local expert, no, um, so that for us you know, on 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 the spaces and the places that we work uh, is is also super important. You know, inviting it's not only about inviting inviting uh, 
and opening the invitation to participants, but even more so of the locals, no? Um, and, and, and the way that we integrate. And that's, that's one, I mean, that's one, one layer, no? Uh, we, I think we, we have a, a particular, I, I would say, cha a challenge, and that is a, the, the traveling part of this, no? So our experiences you know, are maybe like retreats that take you know place in various parts of the world. Sometimes uh, you know difficult to access, and there are long, you no, know, maybe sometimes six to eight days in Patagonia. Uh, and so all of this, uh, you know, if you start you know counting, you know, with flights, with uh, with the amount of nights, with the amount of ferries and transportation and whatnot, whatnot ends up costing, no? So we have, uh, you know, this challenge of of a barrier, an entry barrier that is of money, no? Um, and I mean, we, that's that's something that, you know, we, we're we always trying to find a way of how, how we can lower these barriers. And because we, you know, we have made our project, our project by, de by designing the way of, of technically, mentally, open and, and accessible to, to anyone. But right now the barrier is, is, is uh, economical. No? Uh, and so there's many ways that we can, you know, sort of like bring, bring, bring this economical barriers down. And we have done many great things and but there's much more to do. And here, and you know, the most obvious and easiest way is when we invite uh, partners, brand partners that can come and subsidize, give grants uh, and whatnot. Uh, but there's, I think, better systems and more from within our own community, within La Familia, to sort of tackle this problem. No? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm deviating or not, but that's that's just uh, bringing this up because this is just one of a, one challenge that we have uh, that that relates definitely to 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 the it's because everyone's invited. Uh, but there's one point where this invitation in our particular project has uh, has to be sort of, uh, yeah, uh, res resolved, no? I don't know if I'm make making sense here. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. I really appreciate the the openness and uh, and honesty. It makes me wonder, Mal, like, you know, uh, I'm a, I've been a small business owner myself. Like, it, I can tell, like, you wear a lot of hats. You're very like deeply invested in the community, La Familia and, uh, and Aire Libre itself. So like, I'm curious, like how has your role kind of evolved or like how, how do you like, I don't know, like facilitate all of the different facets and aspects of what makes Aire Libre what it is? Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a fun, interesting, fast journey, you know? I mean, we, I mean, as, as I told our story, you know, I think we have two, two different sort of times of when Aire Libre existed, you know? First as a hobby, those first two years. And then when it, I would say like, it really began as a, as a formal, you know, project or business, uh, which was in 2018, you no? Know? So from 2018 to now, uh, it's been, what five and something years uh where you know it was in the beginning just me and and dan my co-founder and 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 those in these five years with covid in the middle and everything you know we have had to do and learn and put on you know the a zillion hats of doing marketing and doing all of the facets of marketing and also doing designing products and developing relationships and, and building websites and doing everything. No, um, f fortunately, uh, one, one really interesting thing as well is that as of now, our project has been able to sustain itself, uh, with it, with the, the value it has created. No, so we have never invested any money to, into it, nor we have no, nor we have raised capital uh, of no one, no, um, which has both you no know, good good things and bad things. No, uh, I think I would say 
up to up to today like mostly good things um because that has you know first sort of forced me then in the beginning to have had to do everything because we just couldn't really you know hire one person to do this one person to do that one person to do that and so we have had to do everything uh, everything uh, from 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 zero no um, and then as we have you know been able to grow and we have had the fortune to to attract you know the best and the most passionate uh, people and talent and uh, that's you know when when our roles and our hats have been you know, sort of our legos we have been able to give legos to to some other people that are better at, at, at playing and constructing those those things uh and 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 well i and me evolve no and and dan evolve um today we it's crazy but but today we're we're a fairly big bunch no we're around uh, 18 18 persons 18 people who are behind our project uh and which it seems crazy uh, because uh you know it's it's quite another no, quite another challenge me uh, now being uh, the sort of leader of, of this project um, where the problems no quote unquote the problems or the challenges of today have you know are completely different of uh, than than in in those beginnings where it was mostly executional and operational and by doing 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 and now it's in my in my role and in my hat mostly today is about you know keeping and, and, and ideating and, and keeping the vision of, you know, the next few years. And at the same time, the amazing 18, you know, people and talent and humans that make our organism uh, live and move, help them, you know, be the best humans that they can be within this platform so that we can all evolve together, you know? Um, and, and, and yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, for me, one of the things that I always say is that one one of the things that I'm most happy and most proud about our project uh, is the the people and the team that we have built. So you know, sometimes you know, if I might be the face, but really, really, it's all all of the other uh, you know people behind who make this project uh, be so incredible as it is. No. Mauricio, I wanted to shift gears slightly because I did hint at a question before that I want to ask now about the running culture in Mexico City, because I've been there several times. It's one of my favorite cities, and um, I know there's quite a culture around both road running and trail running kind of in and around the city. And I was just wondering if you could tell us more about that. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I, I I was born in Mexico City, so this is my home turf. Um, I was raised in the south and more of in the suburbs, but for the past 15 years, I've been more in in the core center uh, part of the city where everything is boiling and happening. Um, and, and yeah, running here is just, it's, it's wild, no? Because it's, it's, first of all, you have to take into account that we are at a very high altitude, no? So in you do the the conversion, but we are at around two thousand one hundred meters above sea level, so around times three, that should be in feet, no? Um, so I think we, we we this city might be at the altitude, or if not a bit higher than Boulder, maybe, or yeah, it is a little higher, like seventy three hundred feet. And, and you have this, you know, massive metropolis uh, at this at this altitude. No? So, and we are in a valley, you know. So we were, well, we were before, and the central part of the city was a lake, and then I don't know what, you know, history and and really bad decisions happened when we were colonized. But then this sort of lake got dried, and and the city was built on top. But we are surrounded by uh, by mountains no and volcanoes and big mountains and so pretty much from uh, many parts of the city you can uh, you know in the mornings without any traffic in 20 30 minutes you can get to some really really amazing outdoors and trails 
that will just go up, up and up and up and up. And then you can, you know, get to almost, you know, 3,000, you know, 3,600, 3,700 meters este, above sea level in, in all these high peaks around, no? deep forests. Uh, and it's all within the boundaries of what makes Mexico City. No? Um, and within the city, you know, there's, I mean, today the running scene has evolved super interestingly, you know, like before, some years before there were, you no. Know, well, the old school runners and the clubs and and whatnot, but then when all of these movements of the running crews uh, in 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 bigger cities started to happen, of course, you know, in Mexico City, it also sort of took off, and and today, you know, and also then propelled by COVID, no, today you s- there's so many groups that run, and so so many runners that you see out uh, in different areas of the city, that is it's it's so much fun, um. And all of the groups also today, I think, you know, represent and are much more diverse than 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 before. You know, you have groups for you know, as you have in other many cities you now, but groups that just meet up for run and 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 have breakfast, you no, know? or some other running crews which are super you know, performance based and serious runners and anything in between, you no, know? um, and and you can just have a lot of fun in the city running, you no. Know? Adam, have you ever been to Mexico City? No, I haven't, but (laughs) it's on my top of my list now. I got to get down there. Well, the best the best part about running in Mexico City is what comes after, which is breakfast. (laughs) It's amazing. Bro, I got to be honest, Mal. You've been like making my mouth water this whole conversation, man. You're talking about salsa (laughs) and uh, everything. Um, Hey, well, I'm curious. you know, kind of wrapping up here, like, is there anything else we missed or like questions that like you wish people would ask you? I'm curious, like kind of opening the floor up. I mean, right now this conversation is happening at a very, uh, you know, a very good point in time because just about three weeks ago, we, we launched sort of our, um, you know, our campaign our, and our offering for the first half of next year. Uh, of 2024, uh, and we are going to be launching maybe in three more months the second drop, which will be the second half of 2024. No, um, and for next year we have some really interesting experiences happening. We always sort of try to add every year two or three new destinations, and usually we keep most of the experiences in the destinations that have. You know worked perfectly for us and we try to keep them in in our offering sometimes for one two or three years and then we might you know rot- rotate but i mean for next year i think you know from all of our past history the what we have is has you no know, never seen so you know interesting uh because we're gonna go now we're really 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 you know following our motto discover the world through running you know so we're gonna go next year from uh new zealand North, which is going to be a new experience. Uh, Portugal, which is going to be a new, also a new experience. Uh, we're going to open a new destination in Patagonia in the Austral Road, and, and then and then also doing our sort of our fa- our first Patagonia experience in the Chilean side, in the north. Uh, the French Pyrenees experience we're gonna definitely bring back again because it was just this such a home home run that we will be doing it. Uh, in the Knoidar Peninsula in Scotland, then we have Costa Rica, Oaxaca for Day of the Dead, Peru. We're doing Peru again, but this time in another date, which uh, um, which happens now during the Fiesta del Sol, which is like a super you know rich festivity uh, that happens. Um, we're going to be doing Ecuador, uh, Mexico City, and surroundings. Ecuador is also new to us next year. Uh, Baja California Sur in Mexico, so like near Cabo. Uh, wow. <laughs> now that I'm telling them, this, it's going to be a lot of work. Huh? Yes, but also it only means that we get more opportunities to join <laughs> as participants. So, um, 100%. Mal, thank you so much for sitting down, talking to us today, taking the time. Um, I know that you know, we, we covered a lot of ground, which is, it's so funny. I always, in these conversations, I'm like, we're not going to get through all this. And then of course we (laughs) got through most of it and more, and we're able to 
go really great places. And I just appreciate too hearing about your own, you know, experience and journey and vulnerabilities and creating, creating of a family. Like that's a really special and, uh, and spiritual to use your words, a really spiritual experience. So, um, we are so glad to have met you and to have had you on the podcast and I'm really excited to follow along and truly like, I actually like really want to sign up for a trip. So you may see me on one of your trips very soon. No, of course. No, it was my, my pleasure. Also, whenever we, you know, there's this times, you know, you, you say like, well, what I want to say to do for an hour. And then, you know, you're like, what? It's already been an hour. I know. I know. <laughs> it happens, right? You know, sometimes you just get in the flow of conversation, but, um, well, again, thank you so much. I know, you know, as an, you're an entrepreneur, you have a lot going on. Really. Thank you for your time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so hoping that all of us, all three of us, you, Adam and I can cross paths at some point, especially adding faith oh, yes. in there too. when she has her little one out in the world and, oh, yes. and, uh, maybe, maybe do a, a trail meetup of sorts at some point. I want to meet your dog, Ida too. I really yeah. want to <laughs> meet your dog because faith, <laughs> faith raved about, uh, your dog and was very excited to, you know, for us to ask about that. And I know you brought it up too. So very cool. Thank you guys. It was a pleasure. And yeah, we'll, so great this to is, have this you. is just, this is just a start. We'll, we'll run and we'll have fun together. You'll, you'll see. Amazing. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Mel. Thank you. Thank you so much to Mauricio for joining us on this episode. To learn more about Mal, you can follow him at M-A-U-D-A-C on Instagram. Visit airelibre.run. That's A-I-R-E-L-I-B-R-E dot run to learn more about Aire Libre running. Maybe we'll see you on a trip in the near future. Thank you also to Adam for co-hosting with me, especially while also navigating life as a new dad with a full-time job and a pro trail running career with Saucony. Pretty incredible if you ask me. Thank you so much. The Trail Ahead is created, produced, and hosted by us, Faith E. Briggs and Addie Thompson. Ryan Thrower is our editor and sound designer. Podcast art is by Shar Tuiasawa. Check her out on Instagram at Punky Aloha. Special thanks to Lululemon for their support this season. Our theme music is a track called All Is Forgiven by the band Alakazam, the lead singer of which was our season one guest, Salema Masakela. We'll link to them in the show notes too. Thank you also to our team on the visual side. Our video for this episode is filmed by Maria Angela Guzman at Drama Video and was edited by Cecilia Brown. Our still images are captured by Ivan Calderon. For updates and additional links, visit trailaheadpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voice note there. If you want to connect, please send us a note on Instagram at trailahead underscore podcast. And please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening and for spreading the word. Don't forget to check out the video profiles we make about each of our guests. And to all of our incredible guests, thank you. You make the world better. See you next episode.